Time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the matter you need out of Ding Dong? I want to see some of that whizbiz. Live from the Alex Cast Dungeon, it's the WizBiz Podcast with Alex and Eric, wherein Alex and Eric discuss Adventure Time. In this episode, we round out, we finish up Adventure Time Season 1 by covering Season 1, Episode 24, called Finn Meets His Hero, and Season 1, Episode 26. That means it was probably Season 1, Episode 25, Hero. And then Season 1, Episode 26, The Gut Grinder. And now to introduce our host, here's Alex. <laughs> That's right, Tom. Thanks very much for listening. Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm here on the fives to introduce you, weather and the shopping report. Whoa, the the weather is uh, chilly today. Can we stop doing this? This this is terrible. I wish this I wish this wasn't <laughs> happening. Uh, hi, Eric. I'm just excited. Uh, hi, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about this episode because um, because I feel like uh, after these episodes, we're getting into like the meat of the show. Like I'm mm. really really excited about getting into season two. And these last two episodes are are really good ones. Yes, but. Uh, but season two, like we're starting off with the nightosphere. We're starting off with like some real things. And and I mean, I don't want to um spoil our spoilery uh analyses of the episodes, but like the first appearance of one of the major super evil bad guys yeah. is in season one, episode twenty five, Finn Meets His Hero. Uh and of course everybody knows who uh Finn's hero is. We will all say it together on Three, one, two, three. Cat Alex. Dracula. <laughs> it's Billy. Oh, right, Billy. Right, yeah. you know, you know. I thought it was me. Uh, and, I mean, just to, uh, uh, also another thing that I think is just fucking awesome about these episodes is Billy is voiced by Lou Ferrigno. Oh, is that who it is? Yes. Oh, okay. It's the Incredible Fucking Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Wait, okay. No, that's Marco Ruffalo. No, the old Incredible Hulk. Oh, Ed Norton. No, the old, old Incredible Hulk. Lou Ferrigno. Eric Bana? <sighs> I think it's everybody I know that played the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I mean, Eric, didn't Eric Bana play David Bana? He, I don't know. He was the first Marvel Incredible Hulk. Wait, really? Yeah, and then Ed Norton was the second one, and then uh Oh, God, and then they the really guy. just screwed yeah. over the Incredible Hulk so Well, the Ed Norton times. one actually wasn't that bad. The Ed Norton one, it was an entertaining movie. Yeah, it was fine. Like, yeah. it wasn't... Yeah, you know, it's a, you're not going to regret watching it if you're into superhero movies. Yeah, but it's I not mean, like anything, hold on yeah. a second. This is not John and Alex hate stuff. We're not going to talk about it. No, they know movie. because uh, my co-host isn't going. Oh my god, I hate Marvel after the first sentence. <laughs> 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 He's never going to hear this, so I won't get back to it. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, season one, episode twenty-five, Billy meets his hero, or Finn meets his hero. Uh, Billy. Well, Billy does meet his hero though, so that's not until know, the end of the episode. Yeah, but still, it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a Freudian. Reference Freudian a, spoiler. It was a Freudian spoiler. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, Wait, before we get into the episode. Yes, that's the important stuff here, Eric. How have you been? Oh, I've been great. I've been super great. Super great, huh? Yeah. That sounds a little sus to me. Yeah, yeah. It definitely does. I mm. agree. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been good. How about you? I have been well, as as I've referenced. Maybe I've told you, but um, I've been going to the gym recently. Oh, like like Jim Baker. 
No, like gymnasium. I just get naked with a bunch of other guys. Oh, really? Uh, okay. But after I'm done with that, I go to a place to work out. And uh, do you have do you have new muscles? Uh, probably. I mean, not enough to like notice. Check out the. Uh, I was gonna flex it, and I'm like, you've never seen me do that before, so there's no comparison. <laughs> but um, but our our listeners can go to the Wizbiz Podcast Instagram and see Alex flex. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, that's gonna happen. You his, should totally his bulging muscles. You have to sign up. You have to sign up. Tight abs. It's weird though. Even though we're an open Instagram, <laughs> you have to sign up and like his follow throbbing us, triceps, and then you can see his my well my rippling pecs. Calves. But uh, <laughs> I'm finding this sounds like a '90s stand-up thing, but like I've only been going for a couple months, and like I'm already getting the um, annoying gym stereotypes are starting to bother me. Uh-huh. And it's such like a airplane on a peanuts bit, where I'm just like, hey, you know, I was at the gym, and this guy walks in. <laughs> but it's so funny how quickly these develops. So, like the thing that infuriates me the most is uh, if you're on a tre- if you're on like a run of treadmills, like a long length of them, and there's a bunch open, and someone's uses the one next to you. Uh-huh. It's it, to me there should be a urinal rule. Well, I was just thinking there must be urinal rules. I that's what gym. I think, but every now and again somebody will live right next to you and it's not like covid's over. So like I really don't want you huffing on me. Like this is already slightly dangerous being in this room. Can you at least go to There's a whole bank of them. There's like a 100 treadmills at the place I go. You know, covid regardless of covid, even in the before times, I wouldn't want anybody huffing on me. That's me, me just kind of uh, gross. I mean, yeah. you know, the germ theory of disease has been around since the 19th century. Well, if I may quote a flat earther right now, yeah, but that's just a theory. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've got all these like really, it's just I, like I'm watching people when they don't wipe the equipment down afterwards. Uh-huh. So you're supposed to like spray it with some sanitizer and wipe it off. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when people don't do it, I'm like, ah, oh, you fucking asshole. I'm just like kind of grumbling like, oh, I'm turning into like a, a weird observational comedy guy at the, <laughs> at the, at the, at the local Planet Fitness. <laughs> Um, have you given any um, younger gym goers advice, such as like you can't uh, defeat evil by beating up bad guys? Uh, I did actually give uh, a delightful young woman advice at the gym because uh-huh. miraculously, and I'm saying this with with all politeness, uh-huh, uh-huh. this may have been the dumbest person on the planet. Wow. You actually met the dumbest person on the planet. She couldn't figure out how to turn the treadmill on. Was there a power button? There's a big green button that says go at the dead center. <laughs> I mean, try that first. And to be fair, people at home, I know you're thinking, oh, there's probably people with disabilities out there. Alex, no, no, this was a, uh, uh, the average human, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just, just split it, like totally normal person. Uh, she had functional eyes, functional ears. I know this because I watched her walk around and, uh-huh. and responded to me when I when I miraculously, and this is an actual miracle, didn't sarcastically point out the big fucking green button that says go on it. Do you think maybe she was a robot and she was run by an AI? And so like somewhere in the background, there was a CAPTCHA where it was like, you know, check all the boxes that look like a big green go button. And whoever was operating mm. the CAPTCHA was just checking all the boxes. So you've got didn't... like, this is like the chat GPT. Yes, uh, yes. Test. It's a it's chat GPT test. And this robot was failing. Or, but but also uh, that robot passed the Turing test because I thought it was just a very, very dumb person. I feel like the chat GPT could pass the Turing test as a very, very dumb person too. Yeah. So you might have just helped our future robot overlords take over the planet. Cool. At least I'm leaving some kind of impact on this world. Uh, but here's the weird follow-up to that uh, okay. that young person not knowing how to turn on a treadmill. Okay. Um, once, once she started going, uh-huh. uh, 
like walking on the treadmill. And she started walking faster and faster. Well, no, in that, got yes. Got up to like 35, she, she 40 found, miles an hour. She found where the speed button was uh-huh. and, and made the speed go faster, then also adjusted the incline. Whoa. Which is far more complicated a procedure than turning the treadmill on. So I'm left with this as I'm talking right now, is that maybe she was trying to hit on me and this was the only, she thought... I'll go over and ask him a really simple question and like that'll get the conversation going. That is a horrible way to hit on a person. Look, we also have to put it down to it would be the type of person that would hit on me. So like already we're 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 scraping at the bottom of the barrel here. (laughs) Now, hold on. (laughs) I know. And I'm sorry I said no to you all those years ago. (laughs) Let's. Yeah, let's let's talk about Adventure Time. The episode. Yes. Because we we do get some really important characters in this episode. We get some uh, cool uh, plot stuff moving forward. And it isn't the final episode of the season. It's the penultimate. Pendleton our... Ward Ultimate. Poof. We can stop now if you want. <laughs> episode over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so so the episode starts off with, uh, what is it? The Swamp Giant, who's a recurring character. We saw the Swamp Giant earlier in uh, Business Time, uh, who has kidnapped the mini queen. You know, all the princesses and queens in Adventure Time are just incredibly... Uh, prone to kidnap. Yeah, it's kind of their uh, their role in the world. I mean, that's really what the show is talking about. It, especially mm-hmm. this episode is what is the role of a hero? You know, and we go back to the Dharma of the situation, but let's talk about it like without using vaguely applied Hindu concepts. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, that I don't know if my yoni can handle. No, I can handle it. I got some eggs for you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> weirdly enough, they're actually cheaper than chicken eggs now. Hey, oh, make it a political oh. joke. Hey, topical. Um, that... Yeah, the whole the whole episode is based around people being what they're supposed to be. Like mm-hmm. Finn was born to be a hero. I was born to be an old woman. That yeah, 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 yeah. That, that that in your action. Anyway, let's let's talk about the episode. Uh, he's fighting the, uh, the 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 swamp giant the swamp with giant. Jake. Jake says him and, and my inflatable angel. Thank you. I was <laughs> such a stupid lie to baby baby happy. And they find Billy, their hero. No, they find the sword of Billy. Yeah. Let me ask you, what is the name of this? Oh, I know the name of the sword. What? It's nothing. Hmm. And it comes from... I thought from... he was saying no tongue. Oh, it's probably no tongue. But it comes from Wagner. Okay. It's a Wagner reference. Yeah, it's but, spelled but... N-U-T-H-I-N-G. I was reading about it. And okay. Then I, I just... didn't read about it. I was trying to listen to it because I thought it was a joke about the way he speaks. No, that's just how Lou Ferrigno speaks. No, I know. You think they would just make fun of Lou Ferrigno? Yes. Yeah, they're right. Y- yeah. That actually, I mean, I so mean, much to the point that I'm asking this question. I mean, I, I suspect it could be that there's many layers to the joke because, you know, at some point, Adventure Time starts getting much deeper and more complex yeah. in how it uses its humor. So, yeah, yeah. I totally think that that could be uh, a double reference to both Lou Ferrigno's weird way of speaking and the uh, magic sword from Wagner. Yeah. Let's let's file this little thing away for later. The, when we The no tongue? Yeah, when we meet Billy's girlfriend, because then we can feel bad for her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Who doesn't like French kissing? (laughs) So they have this. I love. I love the uh, the kind of like metal Billy theme where they sing all the deeds that Billy's done. There's so much cool stuff, but it includes the first reference to the Lich, and the Lich shows up, and he's called the Lich King. He's got both of his horns still. There's a scene where Billy's like running around, and he's got like one of those mystical gauntlets on. I don't know if it's from from the dream episode that we just yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. And then Finn says, this is the most mathematical thing ever, which is pretty cool. I wish I would have used that clip in our, th- maybe, maybe I'll make some new theme music for season two. Yeah. We also need, uh, I need to find a new goodbye because I've been using that goodbye Gunther 
for the whole season one. And I was like, maybe there's got to be somebody else saying goodbye on the show. And I was hoping I'd run into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like it happens over and over again. There's got to be a princess saying it, something of that nature. Yeah, I'm going to, I think I'm going to see if there's like a wiki that has like all the scripts and Uh just do a a control F for goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, so yeah, so they go find Billy. He's, uh, hanging out. He's old now and he's got a pile of treasure just like Finn and Jake do in the treehouse. Um, and he's, uh, become a pacifist. Yes. Uh, I love his, his reasoning for this, that Finn and Jake are like, Hey, we just saved a, you know, a, a, a princess, a princess. And he's like, she's probably dead. You know, that's what they always do. And oh. his lines, which I favorite line of the episode is, you know, when I was young, I was much like you motivated. Wore a silly outfit. <laughs> it's so stupid. I was like, oh, it's so great. But yeah, he um, he's now preaching nonviolence and uh, saying that to be a real hero, you can help in your community. Which is true. And honestly, mm. Finn and Jake already help in their community. It's just they need to, they obviously need to do more. I mean, it's kind of their role is to do more than just help. But we see plenty of of uh, episodes where they are just helping in their community around the Candy Kingdom. Like, they help the princess out. Like, that's kind of what they do. But they help out through violent means. Not always. Sometimes they just go and help and throw parties and and aid people in normal ways. Throwing parties was a distraction so they could beat up zombies. I'm trying, I'm struggling (laughs) to find a time that they help that has any, that is nonviolent at all. It happens in between episodes because, you know, the episodes are all about their violent actions. But what about with, uh, like, they they help people, like, I remember when they helped the the grass. They did everything they could to help them through nonviolence. Yeah, but at the end of the episode, the, the... The whole thing was that they were wrong because violence was the answer. Well, and again, we're seeing that. Like, Adventure Time turns out to be a very anti-pacifistic show, where over and over it teaches us that you have to go use violence to solve all your problems. Let's posit something horrible, because I'm me, and that's what I do in this world. Let's say, and this is 100% hypothetical, I'm very sure this isn't true. Okay. okay. But in the the world of, you know... uh, people being uh, held accountable and uh, thus called canceled. Uh-huh. What would you think it would be surprising if Pendleton Ward came out as some kind of abuser, like <laughs> like a violent thing? Because like all of his shows, at least in the first season, teaches that violence is the answer. I feel like I don't want to, I don't want that to ever happen. I feel like- Yeah, no, of course. I if, don't either. If yeah. there was anything, I think it might turn out that Pendleton Ward was a um, masked vigilante fighting crime at night. Beating up. Oh, also guys. violent. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. this. I like this violent much solving problems. Just... So you, so you wouldn't be surprised if, if I wouldn't came be out surprised that he was, if uh, he was Batman. Or... Yeah, he was like the sidekick to that guy in Seattle, or whatever. Fucking right, name right, was. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, their idea to help in the community is to uh, hand out gruel, <laughs> and Finn decides that it is a wonderful <laughs> idea to put stone skinned uh, <laughs> potion that, in it. That line from the first person. Oh, this gruel is very adequate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stone skin potion. Like, okay, so first of all, that's a D and D reference. Stone skin is a D and D spell. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah, and there's just tons of it. Why did I write down little baby billies? Are there little baby billies? No, I don't. I don't know what the fuck that means. Shit. Little baby billies. Was it a? Was it a? Was it a line in the episode? Was I? High? Oh no no no! At one point, yeah yeah yeah. 
I don't know if that was the line, but they were positing that they were just like little. Oh, billies. they're like little. Yeah, baby yeah. Okay, I, yeah. right, right. right. Was, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Or maybe that's what I was thinking. Who yes. knows? Who knows? But that's I, that, I think that's what, and that's about <laughs> in the episode where notes wise that that line happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then uh, the next person they try to help is uh, Lumpy Space Princess, who's voiced by Pendleton Ward. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Who shows up wanting to get a swimsuit body, and they gave her a swimsuit body, but then they gave her like all of the. They turned her into Gizmo Duck. Yes, and it was awesome. Which was great. What a great visual reference. And the guy they that they saved in the beginning falls in love with her, like, immediately, because she's got this new spoken hot robot body. Yeah, which is great, right? Like, you know, whatever whatever cranks your shaft, I suppose. Uh, no, no way I'm going to come up with that. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> we are everybody. We are everybody. That's from Lost. I've never lost. Yes. One of the characters was a band called Crankshaft, Dominic Moynihan. And the hit song was We Are Everybody. Uh, Oddly enough, Jesse Moynihan was one of the art producers for season one. I remember to think from Lost. Uh, Why would I know anything about Lost? I don't know. It was a good show. Uh, So (laughs) you skipped the whole section, though, or we ran out of order. But first, first, they become cobblers. They do. And they use a magic nail. To fix this woman's shoe. Which is amazing. Yes. I want those magic nails. Yeah. They use a magic nail to fix LSP. Exactly. Yes. But the line after this comes, Finn says, we suck at being a cobbler. Dude, sucking at something is the first step towards being kind of good at something. Which is why we keep podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> I believe this to be the first actual good advice on this show. In the... Hold on, hold on. I'm thinking back through all the Because all the other ones are like, oh, punch somebody, kick him in the groin. That's all the answers are violets. This is this is good, wholesome advice. I think uh, I think it's the first uh, well-stated advice that's actually like explicitly spelled out. But um, another lesson that I think we can learn um, from Adventure Time is uh, if you want to be a good manager, uh, do the opposite of what Princess Bubblegum Because she never yes. communicates enough information. She always causes problems by not telling the the full story like she and and it's going to continue princess bubblegum is going to keep doing this throughout the entire show yes. like a lot of stuff happens because she refuses to just divulge all the information yeah it it is it's a very harry potter situation like where uh, Dumbledore just, if he had just been open from the start mm-hmm. instead of trying to like the whole, th- I mean, obviously dramatically you can't do that, but like yeah. if you think about it as like an actual real life situation, like, yeah, if you just like said full sentences, it'd be fine. Like instead of being like, mm-hmm, I'll let him figure it out. Well, yeah, dude, you've like killed like a whole bunch of people by doing that. Well, you know, I mean, that just sort of plays into another really good piece of advice from this episode. Don't deny your rowdy nature paladins and don't take advice. From- exactly. Which Especially is, the old people part. Yeah, and which is the the lady, the old lady. Yes, she was born to be an them, old lady. I was born to be an old lady. Which goes back to the, I was saying old lady princess. Uh-huh. Was at some point, was she young or is she just always an old lady? Was so, she born, I mean, it's adventure time. It's it's ooh, ooh is- Well, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I believe this answers the question is that I was born to be an old lady that she was never young. So maybe she might be a young person. So it's okay to take advice from her because she's just sort of um, a naturally born old lady and not an old person. Yeah. Maybe there's a line to be drawn there. You know, like some babies when they come out, they kind of look like Mr. Peanut. Isn't like that it's all babies. Yeah, but like so, but it's like they grew from there, but always looked old. Like yeah, they just kept yeah. the Mr. Peanut aspect. <laughs> uh, another great line in this episode uh, after LSP gets her hideous body, and Finn is watching the grass giant beat up on uh, somebody. Uh-huh. He, you see the his his hand come out of like uh, stage left, and he's like a fist raising, raises to anger. 
oh no, it's my fist. <laughs> such <laughs> such fun <laughs> writing. Yeah, such fun writing. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's great that they, they go back to Billy and they're like, we got the best advice ever, which is not to take advice from old people and you're old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sick burn, dude. And then they fill the void in Billy, Billy's heart. So it turns out Billy's advice was never valid. Billy was afflicted with something. Yeah, so let's question that. Is that Ricardio? Oh shit. Is it? He's got he's a big dude and he's missing his heart. And we know that there's a runaway heart somewhere out there and we see no evidence oh, of there shit. being a heart kingdom. Do you think Ricardio is Billy's heart? I it seems like a one to one. It does. It does. Yeah, I mean when Billy uh gets healed, like a new heart forms in his chest. Exactly. But there's still that hole there. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. I'm a deep thinker, Eric. You are a deep thinker. This is the deepest that the podcast has ever gotten. I'm like a philosopher. Or <laughs> philosopher. Yeah. Or a philosophist. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't, I don't count on that stuff. I'm Christian. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's see. So uh, so this was the first appearance of the lit, the lich. Yes. Um, this, uh, so Lou Frigno play, uh, voiced Billy. Pendleton Ward was uh, LSP. Um, the mini queen will be back. We will see the mini queen. Uh, yeah, I think I remember her. Like, yeah, she yeah. shows up. There's there's a few episodes where there's like huge collections of princesses and queens. Oh, I meant to ask you about the mini queen. What did she write on Finn's hand? My, um, I was watching with subtitles and they were directly above his hand. Oh, it was something like, um, thanks for saving me. Um, call me XOXO mini queen. Okay. So, I, I, I have vague memory like, or something like, like that. Like every yeah. princess she's She's hitting on. Yeah, wants Finn. a piece of Finn. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I guess it's that human DNA. It's just breedable. Yeah. I'm not gonna think about that too deeply. It's too late. You already are. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got the going back to going back to Harry Potter. It's got the uh, Hagrid's mom as a giant, and Hagrid's dad is like a regular dude. That like how you you how those smush together to create a new human. And I was just like, how would Finn even reproduce with with mini princess? I don't want to think about this. Huh. You you chose the wrong co-host then. Audience, we apologize. <laughs> no, no, we we don't. We have just rule thirty four your brain. No, 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 no. Eric may apologize. I stand true. In fact, I'll take it one step further to no. say that she probably squats in a pile of it. Gross, gross. Ah, oh, God, that's not even going to get cut. Oh, what? You got a problem with how fish do things? This is the this is the part that's going to go on our TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that you were uh, you were uh, ichthyophilic. Feelist. Ichthyophiliac? Or, no, how would you say you're... you're... I think ichthyophiliac would be... It's probably mixing... Ichthi- no, no, uh, it, no, 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 that's wait. all Greek. Ichthi- I was going to say like ichthyophobe. But that would Ichthio- just be your fish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're an ichthyophobe. Dirty uh, ichthyophobe. I am now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Alex. Alex, I have a really important question. Uh, the answer is no, I won't cut that part. Your second question. Uh, I have a second really important question. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, found any shiny rocks lately? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I found... You know what? I'm going to do it in a different order, though, because I found what is my favorite shiny rock in the history of this show. Oh, but boy. <laughs> I'm gonna, No, no. It's actually... <laughs> skipping that last horrible conversation. This is like a real thing. But I'm going to do a couple... So um, Susie Dent, uh, who uh-huh. I've referenced on the show that I don't want to steal information from because she does a segment on her show where she gives words mm-hmm. and um, she's better than me in every way, shape and form. But she did put out a list uh, around Christmas time that I saved on my phone. And I just want to give a couple from her list. And then my favorite thing that I've ever found. Keep in mind the favorite thing I never found. I actually didn't source because I love it so much and I don't want it to be wrong. Okay. okay. Um, Eric, do you know what quaff tide is? Quaff tide. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me think about this. 
Um, I suspect it's some sort of holiday that involves drinking a lot of mead. You're very close. Uh, quaff tide is, hey, it's time to get drunk. Oh. Like high tide, low tide? Quaff tide. tide. Yeah. Quaff tide. Love it. Oh, shit. I'm going to save that one for later. Was, there was one more on our list here that I thought was good. I mean, the whole list is good, but, um, oh yeah. Uh, Zwader. Zwader? Z-W-O-D-D-E-R. Great Zwater. Scrabble word if it's available. Zwader. Oh, shit, that sounds like um, a Middle English word, or maybe a, an early modern English word, zwater. Is it um, the person responsible for shoving wadding into a cannon? Very good guess. Okay. I mean, not even close, but a very good guess. Uh, uh. Uh, zwater is langorious laziness. Uh, oh, it's like my specialty. Yes, in Joseph Wright's 1898 English Dialect Dictionary, uh, the, expression, the uh, definition is a drowsy, stupid state of body or mind. <laughs> Look at that zwater. Yeah. All right. So my my favorite shiny rock okay. ever. And if this is something that everybody else knows already, fuck will, all you. Will I'm you gonna be, be happy really, or will you be I'm going to be really sad, actually, because I was so excited to find this out. Okay. Do you know what cul-de-sac means? Cul-de-sac? Cul-de-sac. Well, yeah. Okay. No, I mean, you know what it means. I mean, do you know what those words mean from the French? <laughs> hmm. Let's see. Cul-de-sac. Uh, I would assume it means something like um, chop off the scrotum. I mean, again, good guess. Not even close. Oh, cul-de-sac shit. means bottom of a bag. Okay. Cul-de-sac. Yeah. That makes sense. Where does Bilbo live? Comfortable hobbit hole. In sacks end? Bag end. Bag end. The reason oh. that the child, the reason it's called bag end. It's, it's is, a cul-de-sac. It's Tolkien making a, making a play on words oh, on cul-de-sac, shit. which is the, my favorite thing I've ever heard. Cause I've been, re- I've, I've been reading those books for since I think I read Lord of the Rings when I was 12 and they've been my life this whole time. Wow. And I just found this out. Damn. That's a good one. That's a super good one. Yeah, right? That's why I don't want to look it up. Because if whoever, wherever I read that uh-huh. uh, is wrong, I'm going to be so fucking gutted. I'm going to be so sad. I mean, cul-de-sac is French, so... No, but uh, uh, Tolkien was like a super hardcore linguist, mythologist. Know, like, he, he knows a, all that shit. He's so a very like, cunning linguist. Yeah. Oh, oh I get it. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Unlike Billy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, so I f- I feel like it's got I feel like that is like this subtle in joke, uh, but I refuse to look it up because I like I want I want that I want that to be the real thing. Sometimes ignorance really is bliss. Yeah. yeah, like there's a thing where like the monkey wrench is named after Mister Monkey. It's not true, but it'd be such a more pleasing <laughs> entry than, than literally named Mister Monkey. Uh, I have a shiny rock this Ooh, episode. Too. I would love to hear. Uh, I wandered across this one accidentally, um, but the word is. Uh, uh, Odoxalognia. 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 Any any guesses? Um. Uh. No, I don't. It's a uh, it's a paraphilia. Okay. Uh. Ar- the, the, around biting. It's like biting masochism. Oh. Thing. Okay. So like it's like it's like a biting kink. Yes. Okay. Biting kink. Uh, Odoxalognia. It's not a. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It guess. doesn't really roll off the tongue. I also don't although get... it does have lagnia in there, which is some sort of tongue-based thing. Oh, like logo. The... Okay. I don't know about the odoxa part. Got it. I didn't look it up on etymology. No, no, that's a, it, it, but... it was it was the logo part at the end that was fucking me up. But it's like yeah, yeah, yeah like speaking. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. No, I like it. There yeah. we go. I had a shiny rock. Well, I, I had a shiny rock that Alex didn't know. Everybody, this is this episode. It's the it's the end of season one, and it's uh, the beginning of a new era. Yeah. Of Alex not knowing a word, one word. 
I mean, there's a lot of words I don't know. Uh, Possibly, but when are we ever going to come across them? Because I'm not using them. That's true. Me no good words. (laughs) Gut grinder. Gut grinder. Dude, once again, the viola, obviously a an instrument only made for dogs. Oh yeah, like only dogs should play the viola. Uh, this is something that I think is an is a recurring theme in Adventure Time. Nobody but a dog can play the viola. And I'm sorry to any viola players in our audience. If you're not a dog, like get off that damn thing. Like give it to your dog. I'm I'm not sorry. Much like the beginning of the episode, because <laughs> you should have known better when you picked up that viola. Because that is that is a uh, cultural. Canine cultural appropriation. It absolutely is. Like yeah. everybody knows, the viola was was created by dogs for, for dogs. dogs. You know, humans already have all the other stringed instruments, yeah. all the other. You know, we've got violins and fiddles. And, exactly, you got violins and fiddles. And, you and have to have everything and like everything. Like, do we really need to take the viola from dogs? It's it's the arrogance of Ugh. these upright apes. It just really of us upright apes. Really Sorry, grinds I, not, my guts. It's not. I, I don't want to put myself apart. I'm part of the problem as someone that's seen viola I in mean, stores and not destroyed think, them. Don't think I haven't seen that viola that you hide in that closet over there. I know. I know what you're up to when when we're not recording. It's, you know, I'm a sneaky little boy. Sometimes <laughs> I like to play a little viola at night. <laughs> that's my OnlyFans is, uh, is me topless playing viola. <laughs> So, like Alex, Finn cannot play the viola, and it's it's just a horrible. Ex- we don't want to see we don't want to see humans playing violas. I mean, he's the last human. Yes, which means that in in the time of U, which is like what the thirty first century, mm-hmm. uh, obviously humans cannot play viola. Well, I would no, but I, the reason I bring that up is I know he finds that later, but in this season, he is Finn, the last human, right? So, in the thirty first century, one hundred percent of humans play viola. And poorly. Doesn't matter. 100% of them play viola. Uh, but also when 100% of them wear like blue shorts. <laughs> yeah. So if I saw Jake in blue shorts, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, fuck you're you, biting, dude. That's you're cultural appropriation. Like, exactly. <laughs> all right. Finally. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That no, makes it, sense. it doesn't. I was just trying to fill time. Uh, all right. So so the gut grinder, uh, the final episode of season one. It's, um, it's, it's not the best episode ever, but no. it's pretty good. It, I, there is no reason why... These episodes shouldn't have been switched around. The Billy episode is a natural season ender. The Billy episode, yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Like, this episode doesn't, it, it didn't even really, I didn't even take a full page of notes on this I took, episode. I took a few because there's some funny lines, there but is. this is a solid episode 16. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a straight down the middle. <laughs> it's just, you know, you're not going to get any awards for it. It does have one of my favorite lines of the whole season, which is where Finn's like, you never turn into a monster when I ask you to. It's always, not now, Finn. I have a headache. Yeah. I'm glad you wrote that down because I laughed at that and then I, I forgot to write it down or it's already too late. And then Sharon and Karen. Yes. Okay, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are getting ahead of ourselves. Let's, let's rewind a little bit to the beginning of the episode. Finn on the viola, bad news, soft people in trouble. Uh, also, where in the fuck did all the gold come from? How is... How is Ooh filled with all this gold? Like we've seen so many. So first of all, there's a pile of gold in the treehouse. Yes. There's a huge pile of gold in Billy's uh, adventure cave. And now the soft people have so many gold nuggets that they like bring them out and have some sort of annual ritual where they dance around their pile of gold and the gut grinder eats it all. I have multiple hands. Okay. One, 
That was a really good. That was a. I hope that your microphone picked that up. That I, I mean, I, I left it because I was, was going to cut delightful. it out. But now that we're talking about it, I it was leave a delightful that in. answer number one. Answer number one. The human economy collapsed, so like anybody in the past thousand years could have walked into Fort Knox and just taken gold. Just, just golds. Gold would be more readily available than any time in human history. The day after most humans died. Because oh, you just walk true. into any good, like Diehard 2 would just be like, you just walk into the basement and take the gold. Just go get some gold. Like nobody gives a shit exactly. about gold. There's like no what one, are you going to do with There's it? no it's, one around to care about gold. It's not a, it's not a valuable uh, carrier of um, of economic value. It's if, not Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Bitcoin. Uh, the other option is since we are in a magical world, magic and gold go hand in hand. Rumpel True. Filskin, like et maybe there's weird ass alchemists just exactly. making everything into gold. Yeah. Like just, just, yeah. There might just be there might have been an era of alchemists. That, that uh, would, the wizard contest that we see later in, yeah. in the show, maybe like the finals of the wizard contest is like make, make a shitload of gold. gold. Like just yeah. conjure from nowhere. Turn these rocks into gold. Yes, I could totally see that. Yeah. So those are my two answers. Uh, I do like the idea that their favorite thing to do is just pile gold at the center <laughs> of their city and dance around it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would do that. You know, I I I I uh I have sometimes um, been in possession of gold and I have looked at it and I've felt a little bit of the gold fever. Like you can kind of feel it creeping in every once in a while when you see the gold and the gold fever kind of rises in your veins and you get a sort of like, oh man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for rubbing it in. You, you know that tiny guy stole my precious. <laughs> oh, I'm getting myself confused with Gollum again. My apologies. Gollum. Yeah. I know what I hear you. I think about, I found a gold ring um, when I was like 15. Um, oh, right. And that's why you left New Jersey. You had to come to yeah, Oregon so, to throw the gold ring into, yeah, an, into Mount a Mount Doom, bunk. a.k.a. Mount, Mount St. Helens. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would work better because there's yeah, lava there. Yeah. Uh, but um, I still think about it to this day because I put it, I used to have its big Pez collection. Uh-huh. And uh, I was under 18, so I'm like, I don't think I'm allowed in a pawn shop right now. So I'm like, I'm just going to throw it over here and when I'm 18 and, you know, whatever, I'll get to it. Uh-huh. And I totally forgot its existence uh, until I moved here and uh, didn't uh, bring my Pez collection with me, obviously. Uh-huh. And my mom got rid of it. I'm like, oh, that fucking gold ring, man. And like, it's like a, probably, what, 50 bucks of gold or something. But like in my head, it's like, oh, oh There's shit. nothing that's 50 bucks of gold anymore. Like, dude, I had a, uh, so my, my wedding ring was this very, very plain uh, white gold band. And I think when I got it, it was like 70 bucks. And when I sold it, you know, over a decade later, it was like 500 bucks. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Gold is ridiculous. It is stupid. It's, you know, I mean, it's better than Bitcoin because you can yeah. you can bite gold, but you can't bite a Bitcoin. And you can't use Bitcoins in phones. You that can get was Bitcoins totally an Odoxalagnia moment right there. I already forgot that. Um, it's the paraphilia. Uh, man, yeah. If you've got like a prospector fetish, you're... And a gold fetish. You're all set. There's, a, there's like a biting. prospector in this episode. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. Okay, back to the episode. Okay, uh, so where where were it. we? There's a pile of gold. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also there's uh, the soft people who wee-wee weird. They go wee-wee. Um, uh, out of their... Out when of they're their armpits. when they're afraid, they go wee wee. So Jake scares the shit out of them, or scares the wee wee out of them, I should say. And they lift their arms up and just start they just pissing start out pissing of, out of their armpits. <laughs> yeah, Finn's like, "You guys pee weird. You guys wee wee weird." I mean, the thing is, like, armpits smell weird enough to begin with. Can you imagine if your armpits were soaked with urine? I'm sorry, I know you can imagine that, but those who are in the audience, like, can you imagine if your armpits were soaked with urine? Uxolophilia. Oh, doxalogny? No, armpits. Armpits? Is there an armpit yeah. word? All right. I want to see how close I got. We armpit are in real time fetish. finding a shiny Name. rock. I, it's, it's like Uxol... 
Here we go. Here we go, everybody. This is how shiny rocks oh, are made. Oh, no, no. Wait. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This one's saying it's Meshalagnia. Meshalagnia? Hold on. Is Lagnia part... Oh, no, no. This is it. It's axillary. Axillary. Axillary intercourse is when you... In an armpit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's axillary... Uh, I think the term I knew was like axillophilia. Oh, yeah. axillophilia. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And that ha- that's... All right. Anyhow, yes. Urine-soaked armpits. That's what the soft people have. Uh, yeah, so if you're if you're into the armpit fetishist, you know where to go. Is, yeah, uh, yeah. Just somehow survive a thousand plus years, uh, you know, and then no, go no, to no. The... I don't think armpit fetishists necessarily want to get urinated. I'm sure there's a bunch of them that they overlap. I think well, once you, I think once you've opened the door to one fetish or kink, I think the likelihood of you having a secondary or tertiary one it goes up exponentially. Really. I think so. Really? Is this, do you have like a scientific paper on this or is this just like personal experience? This is anecdotal. I, anecdotal. Well, no, because I've, I've dated people and known people in like kink community and, you know, into fetish stuff. And they're and all like, no, but this is my gateway kink? No, but it, 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 no, I just noticed that it's rarely just the one thing. Oh. It's usually like a cornucopia of something that's covered under being, you know, I like being a sub, but this way or whatever. Uh-huh. That there's like, there's there's a group of things. It's like an overlapping magisteria of, of, <laughs> of stuff. So uh, I think- uh, A library of paraphilia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Name my next short story. <laughs> Borges, eat your heart out. <laughs> so anyway, enough about armpit fucking. Let's go back to talking about Let's the children's show. Let's go back show. to talking about the, <laughs> the gut grinder. Uh, yeah, because I would like to say, uh, you know, justice never sleeps. True. Finn and Jake had to find the gut grinder. Oh, yeah. Maybe we didn't explain this. The gut grinder ate all the gold. Did we already say that part? Um, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so the gut grinder was eating all the gold. Um, and also everybody there was like, in the soft people uh, town... Uh, they had all blindfolded themselves, so they didn't know uh, what the gut grinder looked like. Yes. They were still afraid of Jake uh, for some strange reason. Well, because his feet match the the, the, the footprints, m- the footprints, which yeah. is ridiculous. Jake's a shapeshifter and a size changer, and he can match anybody's footprints, which they also demonstrate in the episode. You know, yes. Jake sort of makes a joke about it. It's like, oh, look, my footprints match this exactly. And Finn's like, yeah, but you can just change your feet to match anything. And then Jake does and matches Finn's footprints and turns into a very uncomfortable looking shape. Yeah, I didn't like that. That like gave me some kind of weird, like, uh, I don't know, it just gave me the skeevies. Seeing his legs a, all like... There's a paraphilia for this. Yes, I'm, I'm sure there. Yeah. I'm not going to look it up though, because yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not looking up for like Jake the dog kinks, because like even even just the even just the image preview is probably going to be arrested. I feel like yes, that's not something we want to have on a computer. In our no. current location. But audience at home, we suggest you definitely do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by doing it, speaking of kink, this episode is sponsored by uh, NordVPN. NordVPN is a... <laughs> <laughs> Man, we should... I was Fucking uh, VPN should advertise with us. Like, all the garbage I say on the show, like, you don't want that shit on your actual IP. <laughs> VPNs aren't going to save you from that kind of crap. It just... It just... Kicks the can down the road. Yeah, I know, but that's what like a lot VPNs of VPNs po- are bullshit. I'm never going to take a VPN sponsor because VPNs are bullshit. I would take it. You know why? Because you enjoy money. Yeah. Okay. I'll lie. I don't give that's, a shit. That's a paraphilia. I know. I know. Here's the <laughs> thing: is I do use VPN, uh, but only when I'm uh, bit torrenting, because it's just like a slight. You know, it just makes it less less easy for the cable company to send you a bad no no you did bad letter. <laughs> 
which is all I'm trying to avoid. I like I know I'm being snooped on. I just I just all don't right. want I just don't want Comcast to yell at me. Or at okay, me. <laughs> I mean that's fair. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. No, but you're right. No, the way they advertise VPN, everything they talk about is like that's not yeah, true. Yeah, like that's yeah. yeah. And, put... and I would I would totally encourage anybody listening to this. Like if you really think a VPN is saving your hide, um, do a little bit more research. Learn a little bit about. How? Yeah, you, you, uh, what you want there is you want some Tor. You want you want the mm-hmm, Onion you want browser. Tor, Onion browser. Um, you want you know some sort of safe DNS proxy, uh, and also don't do anything too stupid and illegal. Uh, but the other thing is like if you listen to I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna recommend anybody who wants to do this sort of thing listen to the podcast Darknet Diaries and focus on all the episodes where like people who run like Silk Road and that kind of stuff get taken down because. You'll discover that even with Tor, you're gonna you're gonna fuck up if you do something big enough and fucked up enough. They're gonna find you. Yeah. So keep your crimes minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I'm not gonna finish that thought because yeah, I'm yeah. gonna Don't edit it out anyway. Thought. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode, you know, the reason that we're not talking about it is it honestly, it's not a super good episode. Well, let's, um, wait, there is a good thing that happens in it. The Grucho glass. No, wait, 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 we'll get back to that. Oh, okay. Because this is before that. Oh. Finn and Jake doing the dozens on each other. Where Finn goes, I'm Jake the dog and I stick my nose in poop. <laughs> and then Jake's like, Jake's like, there's a lot of interesting smells in poop. <laughs> Which is such fun writing because that is, that is what a dog would say. Like there is yeah, no I mean, shame it's in it. true. I mean, honestly, like I imagine if you had the ability to sniff poop and not be repulsed by the fact that it's poop, you could learn everything about a poop. You could learn where they've been, what they've eaten. Uh, you could learn the history of what they've eaten. Like there's so their, much their health status. You yeah. know, it's interesting. Um, I know at least with Reagan and I think every president since then, uh-huh. um, when they're on state visits elsewhere, they cart their shit and waste out with them. Are you kidding? So me? that foreign, the, the foreign countries can't test it to find out, you know, what kind of health they're in, et cetera, et cetera. What I know kind of Re- drugs they're on? Yeah. Also, they can't do weird poop voodoo. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they probably need the poop of the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah to do poop voodoo. Yeah. But yeah, there's there there was a uh, a shit race as far as like, you know, uh, uh, intelligence. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, yeah. it totally makes sense. But uh, the one I read about was Reagan. And I assume since I mean, did, since, did it, that it's got to be. Since poop sniffing robots have only become more sophisticated since uh, Reaganomics. Yeah, stupid yeah. Elon Musk. God, Musk. <laughs> uh, they visit the cube people, which I found fun. Which is like a Tetris community. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, but then, and then they visit the Spike people, which is where they wear their Groucho glasses. Yes, and um, which is great. Like, I, I mean, you know, it's Grouch, it's a Groucho Marx reference. I don't know why they had to say Groucho, but uh, it's hilarious that they they name him that. Um, well, I think, uh, and then Jake doesn't actually wear them on his face. He makes a second hump yes. and puts the Groucho glasses on a hump. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So Groucho, I would say, since they have no idea who Groucho Marx is, reading that on the on the label, yeah. I could see you thinking that's pronounced Groucho. Yeah, yeah. But here's here's the fun conversation about this, the, the kind of meta text in there, is this show is ostensibly aimed at children. Uh-huh. So let's say you're 11 watching the show. There is a very small chance you know who Groucho Marx is. Oh, absolutely. Which, I suspect even people younger than you don't know who Groucho Marx is. Uh, yeah. Just, it, just like maybe two years younger than you. I think you're probably on the cusp. Well, that's it. I'm, I'm on the, that. You're on the Marx cusp. I'm in that, uh, what do they call it, like Xenial thing? Like I'm the, I'm between. Is that a drug? No, it's the, the this like four year span 
that isn't quite Gen X, but uh-huh. isn't quite millennial. Uh-huh. So it's like you... you Zenial. Yeah, so you remember the world before the internet, but also if your parents had money, you probably don't really remember the world before the internet. Like uh-huh. you're in this... There's, there, anyway, um, yeah, I found that funny, but then I was just like, oh, wow, this is actually more of a... Like we're the last people to understand that reference almost, you know? <laughs> uh, which is one of the delightful things about Adventure Time, you know, um, because this show is totally aimed at people who would never know who Groucho Marx yeah. was at the at that age. Um, yeah, so it ends up being uh, not a case of mistaken identity. Well, it is a case of mistaken identity, but it's 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 on purpose, right? So um, Sharon, who's the... The mayor's wife. The mayor's wife. <laughs> so funny. Uh, has been dressing up as Jake in this giant costume and stealing all the gold. Yeah. Because um, she likes buying things. Yeah, it's such, it's such a funny because like in the real world, like in the real world, that's such a like normal thing. But in this world, that's such a weird excuse. Cause it's like you don't. There's no stores and shit. Like, yeah, just, like what the hell are you yeah, gonna buy? Yeah, you only come across. You only see stores happen every once in a rare. Yeah, while. generally when that goose guy's around, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't like to think about him because because of his end. With the spurs goose, what's his name? Choose goose. Choose goose. goose. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has a he has a he has a he has a sad tragic ending. Well, you know, on a long enough timeline, all stories become tragic. Aww. Nord VPN. <laughs> Nord VPN. Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, we learned that uh, Sharon was um, uh, copying Jake because she wanted to buy things, but also because she thinks Jake is hot. Yes. Which I think that would make sense. Like, if you're a Spike person, you uh, would probably, you know, Jake is probably attractive because he can totally, you can't hurt him with Spike. Ooh, yeah, good point. You could just go Real to... Real good point. Yeah, you could just go to town and not have to worry about spikes. Well, I did like kind of the, the runner in this is that all of the communities think Jake has a pretty little cute dog uh-huh. and pet him until he like goes into submission. Yeah, yeah. And but he's like, no, I'm hot. him a little crazy. Like yeah. he gets the crazy eyes. But his, his he stands on the insistence that he is hot, yeah. not cute. Right. And in the end, it turns out there was one person that found him hot. Well, there's more than one because Lady Rainicorn thinks Jake is hot. And, you know, Oh, you don't want to presume that. I think that we She might find his personality attractive. I think she probably finds all of him attractive. And honestly, Lady Rainicorn is is a catch. Yeah, but that's the thing is like she's probably got all sorts of very attractive dogs throwing themselves at her. And she she chose him for his personality. You really think that Lady Rainicorn chose Jake for his personality? I do. All right. Well, I feel like this is something that that we should ask for uh, feedback from the Eric. You know why I think that? Because I just want a chance to finally meet a beautiful lady rainicorn of my own. You want to fuck a rainbow hot dog with a horn? I mean, I don't. It's not that I want to, but given given my success rate with humans, uh-huh. I feel like giving up and just screwing. Like a two-dimensional rainbow hot dog unicorn, it's probably like my best bet. I mean, she's basically a Frankfurterverse. Yeah, yeah, with and but rainbows. I, and I'm of German ancestry, so like I feel like this is all coming together. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna kink shame you, Alex. Yes, and uh, then this episode ends with the uh, as most good episodes end, scary animate spike people hugging you to death. Yes, <laughs> yes, which oh, uh there is one important thing about Ooh, the ending of this episode. Please. So they do have the um Adventure Time uh title card at the end, mm-hmm. but the logo is being destroyed by the sword. So, oh yeah. So the theory is that sort of signifying the end of season 1. Um I don't really know for sure if they knew that they were going to have a season 2 at the end of season 1, but um I imagine 
that this show was pretty successful. I don't remember when it got successful. I didn't watch the show until a few seasons. This a few seasons were well behind it. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know what the original reaction was. It was one of those things where it's like, oh, season two they exploded, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Well, it's at home if you know. Find out. Yeah, yeah. Let us and, know. Oh man, I've just bumped my microphone twice. I'm sorry that you. Have... Yeah, I mean, let's find out if I do or not. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be like minimalist in my editing because I know, I know, I know. It's uh it's hard to edit, and I'm and I'm tired all the time. Well, you are getting old. I don't want to be the getting. One. <laughs> uh, so all right, so okay, Eric, so I have no. I'm I'm talking right now, Eric. God damn it, NordVPN. No, fuck uh, you, NordVPN. <laughs> Uh, the next segment. Eric next segment. is going to do some kind of book-based show-and-tell, I'm going to guess. Yes. And, How did uh, you know this? Well, much like the lady in the treadmill next to me, I have eyesight, and I'm looking <laughs> at a book on my table. I brought a book. I brought a book that is uh, that I really, really like. Um, so a friend of mine, uh, Melissa Madara, uh, published a book called The Witch's Feast, a mm. kitchen grimoire. I only read movable ones. Oh, this book moves. Oh, good. Okay, please continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a, uh, it's a cookbook, but it's all based on occult stuff. And it's friggin' delightful because... Is the first page Klaatu Verata Nikto? Hold on. Oh, that's the wrong, sorry. No, no, I'm totally wrong. <laughs> no, it's a really good book. It's got recipes. Oh, it's To Serve Man is the one I was oh, thinking of. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Klaatu Verata Nikto is, the, is uh, the day the earth stood still. It's got recipes like... Um, a uh, Hecate's uh, Depnon recipe with uh, roasted garlic and leek quiche. Uh, That's a really quality book, by the way. Like not, it's a really, like, yeah, really it's nice like, looking it book. It looks it's really got, nice. Like the cardstock yeah, yeah. looks nice. It's yeah, all it's full beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful book, and yeah. it's filled with like real recipes. Like she, oh, here's a here's a Sator Square Harvest Pie. Nice. Uh, there's a uh, hummus recipe taken from the Picatrix. Ooh, you know that pie right there uh, puts me in the mood of uh, making a very pretentious movie about time travel. You probably should then. Uh, Tenet. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. that's They make a lot of uh, uh, that square references. Uh, and then there's a whole section on planetary magic using cooking. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's filled with gorgeous photographs. It's filled with all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, I really, really like this book. I yeah, it looks great. I haven't cooked anything out of it, uh, but I did, I did recently interview Melissa. So I, I met Melissa at um, Texts and Traditions in 2019. It was sort of like uh, uh, the second to last, like, cool, giant occult thing that I did before the pandemic lockdown stuff started. All right. So uh, I'm looking in the foraging section here. Okay. And they've got, like, uh, a few uh, highlighted uh, parts. So one is always use three points of identification uh-huh. uh, to find out if you're using the right plants, and then they go on to that. Uh, number two is always forge safe distance from human activity. Love it. Never harvest more than a quarter of what you see, which is a very nice uh, yeah, thing to think Yeah, that's good advice. Of. Um, oh, there's a whole section on magical inks and how to make your own magical ink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. They were saying that... Um, I think they're going to have some sort of article or something about magical inks. Maybe a whole book on magical inks coming out soon or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right. The Feast of the Ancestors. Talking about like ancestor worship here. Uh, roast chicken with Babylonian spices. Oh, man. There's good stuff in there. Yeah. The My, wow. my conversation with Melissa was amazing. I, I interviewed him on uh, for my podcast. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was really good. I'm excited to try some of these recipes and sort of dive into the deeper, but I thought it would be a really good thing to share because, uh, I know that we've got lots of occultists in our vast audience of 
dozens and dozens of people. And um, Wait, I, there may be three dozen. I feel like we are at a solid four dozen, maybe five dozen. I mean, it's I mean, it's a runaway I've looked hit. At the numbers five dozen seems pretty good. But yeah, so this is uh, uh, the Witch's Feast: A Kitchen Grimoire by Melissa Jane Madara, and it's published by. Um, I feel like I should know this already. I'm gonna say Ouroboros Press. It is published by. Nourishbooks.com. Oh, Watkins Media. It's Watkins. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, I would encourage people to check it out. It's a really good book. I hope that there's a, a link in the show notes, so which means I'll probably have to provide that. Yes. Um, I remembered your link uh, the last episode I uploaded, though, because you emailed it to me. Oh, that's great. Yes. So, is this a thing I have to do? I have to email you more homework. More homework. Well, I, I'm not going to conjure the link. <laughs> that's true. Uh how uh, so is it time to wrap up the episode do we have another segment no we're going to do another segment we're going to okay. do the uh, what have you been reading writing watching etc oh okay so i have some things i have been on a tear uh, i haven't i don't watch movies that often other than for the john alex Tate stuff uh i don't know i like tv shows it like makes me less lonely but lately i've been feeling uh mentally a little bit better so i've been watching movies uh-huh. and watching movies while playing video games mostly so by watching movies while playing video games report, uh-huh. i watched the Ender's Game movie. And what video game were you playing? I was playing Slay the Spire. Oh, that's yes. a good video. That's a nice video game for watching movies. Exactly. You can kind of look away from it. Yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. Uh, time-based. So uh, Ender's Game movie is, it's weirdly both a pretty good adaptation and terrible. Like, it's yeah. just weird. Like, I kind of respect it because I read the book. Uh-huh. But, like, it's not particularly good, but it's also not, like, bad. It's just this weird, like, it's like this mishmash of, I don't know, I think the lead kid's not very good, but I, I hate to shit on child acting, but... Why not? Just I, do it. Yeah. Shit on child acting. Yeah, he's not, like, he's not very good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there was that. He's and then, no Haley Joe Osmond. No. Uh, I watched the, the first one of the the Maze Runner movies. I got bored and read the book years what ago. What in the hell is going on with movie making? There's a, what's, isn't Maze Runner that it's YA books video game where you're, like, and you have to like turn and jump over things and like all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what Maze Runner is. Explain to me. It's a YA book or it's okay. a YA series of books. Okay. So uh, it's not a video game? There might be a video game called that, but like this is based on the YA books that okay. have nothing to do with the video game. Okay. As far okay. as I know. All right. Um, all right. That sounds. Reasonable. I think that's running the something, running the temple, running yeah. the maze. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, the point is. Kind of enjoyable movie uh, yeah. to watch while you're playing another video game. Uh-huh. And the one thing I'm going to recommend, and this is going to be, uh, it's sorry for people that listen to both shows, but you're going to hear me say this on the next episode of John Denox Hate Stuff. Though that's going to, at some point you're going to hear this on John Denox Hate Stuff because uh, we're, we're, we're way ahead of we're another show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I rewatched the first season of True Blood. Okay. Not True Blood, Jesus Christ. True Detective, not True Blood. Oh, True yeah, Detective. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Holy, f- that might be the best first season of TV that's ever been made. So it you is- think it's worth rewatching? Oh my God, yeah. I had, s- the amount of shit I forgot was, mm-hmm. anyway, maybe it's not even forgetting, maybe it's watching it the second time that there's all that shit was there in the first place. Right, right. Uh, but boy, I had a blast. Like, there's a couple spots I fast forwarded through only because I'd seen it before and it's like the emotional impact, like there's some uh, emotional uh, or character dynamic character arc stuff that i i'm like i already got this like it's fine uh-huh. but uh uh no I, i've been i was i was there for it there was parts where i was like i was like feeling anxious and like wait i already know how this ends but I was I, okay you know what i've been thinking about watching that again and this oh, makes boy. me feel like i really I, enjoyed it yeah okay well i have something to Please. to report um i recently watched um 
Superman and Lois, uh, seasons one and two. So, wait, so is that the one with the on. Superman from Supergirl? Uh, yes. Okay. But that's not what I thought I was watching. I thought that I was checking out the 90s show uh, Lois and Clark, I think is what it was called. Oh, the one with... Uh, uh, Terry Hatcher? Yeah, Terry? and Dean something. Yeah. So... When I loaded up, I was kind of like, you know, I've always been curious about that show. Like, was it any good? And I was going to go watch an episode. So I started the show and I like halfway through it. I was like, man, I'm so confused. These are totally not the actors I was expecting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it is a really, really solid show. It is um, maybe. So, you know, Superman's a difficult character to write for, you know, you can't because he, he's he's ridiculously powerful. His opponents always have to be ridiculously powerful, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's really good. There's a lot of excellent drama, interpersonal relationships. A lot of it has to do with um, Superman and Lois, you know, raising a family, um, the complications of secret identities, like all the sorts of stuff. Yeah. I was impressed as a superhero show. I think it's really worth checking out. I like that actor. So I used to watch Supergirl. Uh, I watched all the CW shows because they're mm-hmm. a combination of actually well-written and, like, the worst thing you've ever seen, and it's Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Arrow. But, Fuck. But, but the Supergirl one, uh, uh-huh. he showed up on from, like, an altered universe. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. The point is, he showed up there. I'm like, man, this guy's a really good Superman. Yeah, and he's a great they, like, Superman. they, started that show, I'm like, I hope he gets his own show. Like, he really has, like... He has the right vibe for it. Yeah, and, then, and he uh, did get his never, own show. Yeah, and then he just never bothered because at that point, I'm like, I've watched like hundreds of hours of this bullshit. I'm so tired. I would recommend it. I think I it, probably will. It, I got time. The, so I, I think, you know, so uh, part of the show that um, made me hesitant about it is it deals with like, there's a little bit of like teenage angst, but it's not bad. It's kind of a very realistic level. Mm. It's sort of like you can imagine the teenagers, of course, cause problems, but it's not every single episode. Yeah. Um, it feels like the normal level of problems. All right. I mean, it sounds good. I At some point, I probably will watch it. Uh, I probably need to download the Superman app or whatever the fuck it is. I yeah. think it's on HBO Max. Oh, I have that. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Eric. Yes. I was thinking about um, calling the audience, like I like a call to, why don't you finish with that? Uh, to action? You mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. What? what? Oh, I feel like, and I'm always going to say this, I feel like the most important call to action for a podcast as small as ours is um, if you are enjoying this podcast, tell a friend about it. Like, you know, even if you have a friend who doesn't like Adventure Time, but they enjoy weird nerdy people talking about weird nerdy shit, tell them about this podcast. Be like, hey, next time you're washing the dishes or vacuuming the dog or, you know, combing out your uh, Drakkar's mainsail, why don't you turn on the WizBiz podcast with Alex and Eric? Um, that is the main call to action. Tell one friend about this podcast. Uh, and then, you know, if you are that friend, if a friend told you to uh, watch this, listen to this podcast, then please subscribe. You can find us at WizBizPodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at WizBizPodcast, on Instagram at WizBizPodcast, uh, presumably by this point on TikTok maybe also at WizBiz Podcast. We don't even know yet. Yeah, we're working um, on it. But, you know, go subscribe. Uh, we, we don't uh, post a whole lot of stuff. We have our episodes. We have some funny shit and some retweets and some, you know, uh, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline Slash Fic that Alex likes to write in his free time. And uh, I, th- I don't really think about it as my free time. I feel like the time I'm writing Bubbleline fanfic is my real life. And then everything outside of that is, is you know, this fake, my free time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, go uh, check us out. Please, please. We what? we need your attention desperately. Uh, 
And that's hopefully something that Alex will cut. Yeah, probably not. Uh, what he said, uh, we will see you next time for season two. Season two. I'm so excited. So season two, everybody, you have to be ready for season two. Season two starts with a trip into the nitosphere. Uh, this is going to be the sort of thing where, uh, you, you know, I mean, this 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 is going to have reverberating uh, historical echoes through um, our entire time podcasting. Like, yes, very true. Yeah, yeah. You'll we're find absolutely out. going to figure out how to access the nitosphere yourself. If, if you are a new listener, post uh, Alex Cast or Arnamancy, uh, man, you're going to find out oh, some Oh, man, some you deep are secrets. going to have some adventures. Uh, make sure that you stock up on bug milk and bananas. You're going to need them. Yes. Yes. And some and some you know sharpies and stuff, but like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Bug milk, bug and, milk bananas and bananas. And bananas. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's it. Thank you, cool. everybody. See you in a couple weeks for season two. Bye. Goodbye, Gunter.